Hi, everyone, and welcome to our fourth episode of LGBTQ+, Let's Get Behind the Questions, the podcast. Before we start, I'd like to acknowledge the traditional custodians on the land on which this podcast is being recorded, and wherever you may be listening today, and pay my respects to Elders past, present, and emerging. I'd also like to pay tribute to our First Nations LGBTQ communities as well. And we're back. Yep, still on the airwaves and still bringing a little colour, sparkle and rainbow to your day. It's our fourth episode and um, I'm actually really excited about today's episode. Not that I'm not usually excited, but this one especially, as we're going to take a look at what you call the gay alphabet, Nick. That's right. We are going back to school, honey, today. That's nice. We're going to be learning our ABCs of the LGBTQ+. I can't wait. But before we get to that, I'm curious to know what you were like at school. Were you good at school? Look, believe it or not, I was a complete angel, my friend. I never even had a detention my whole school life. Not one. You didn't have to write out lines or anything. Not one. Never written out lines. Never picked up rubbish. Never sat in a classroom after school. Never. You know that people call uh, kids like you. Teacher. Yeah, I was a teacher's pet. So what? Were you? Were you a teacher's pet? <laughs> no, I was the opposite to you, actually. I got to know my teachers very well through many detentions. Um, yeah, I, th- I think I caused my mum to go grey way before her years, actually, the poor love. But anyway, what's important is that I'm an angel now, Nick, and that's all that matters. Right, you're an angel now. I'm very interested to understand what your apparent definition of angel is then, Nick, because uh, you know what I've heard about you, I'm not so sure. But anyway, but anyway, speaking of angel style, we've got an angel joining us today on the podcast. Do we? Yes, we do. Uh, the LGBTQ community is a really diverse community. Um, the acronym stands for Lesbian, Gay, Bisexual, Transgender and Queer. But what do all those words mean? Well, to help us answer this, we're joined by Chris Nelson from Pride and Diversity. Welcome, Chris, to our viral podcast, LGBTQ+. Let's get behind the questions. And you are actually our first external guest that we're having on our podcast today. Hello, Nick and Nick. It's a real honour to be here. So today, Chris, you're here to help us get behind the question what do all of the letters mean in LGBTQ+. So we are ready to be schooled. Excellent. I'm ready to school. (laughs) Teach us, please. Um, So firstly, Chris, before we get to answering that question, we'd like to get to know a little bit about you. So our question that we always ask our guests is, so who are you? Who is Chris Nelson? And... You know, we're talking about ABCs, we're talking about school. So we on our topic and our theme, we'd like to know, at school, were you an angel or a devil? Um, well, I'm not sure I was either of those things. I think I spent a huge amount of time just daydreaming and looking out the window when I was at school. So I went to an all-boys Catholic school but it did have some fantastic views. So I spent a lot of time looking out the window, I'm afraid. Um, I know that sounds wonderful, but, you know, at the time there was also a lot of angst about being who I really was and trying to hide that in an all-boys Catholic school. So, Chris, um, can you tell us 
a little bit about like who you are and what you do. Obviously, I, we mentioned up top that you work as a part of Pride in Diversity, but tell us about, you know, who are you and what's the work that you do with them? Okay, so I'm a gay man. Uh, my pronouns are he and him. Um, I've been at Pride and Diversity as a relationship manager for three years. And before that, I used to work for the Commonwealth Bank. But way back in 2012, we started our um, LGBTQ network there called Unity. Um, and Pride and Diversity rolled up and taught us how to do it properly. So I, something I really loved as part of my work. And when I left there, I thought, let's do something I'm really passionate about and I really love. I didn't think I'd still be here after three years, but I love it so much. Well, we're happy that you're still around because obviously you work with us at Woolworths <coughs> in terms of supporting us on our DNI um, journey and strategy at Woolies. So, Chris, um, I was just thinking before, um, back when I came out, and that was 10 years ago, we were referred to as the LGBT community. Um, and since then, the acronym sort of has changed and it's grown. Um, and now we sort of refer to it as the LGBTQ plus community. So what does that mean? And can we maybe just run through one letter at a time because I'm a little bit slow. <laughs> well, when I came out 30 years ago, um, we only had G and L, gay and lesbian. Um, you know, it, it's like uh, gay and lesbian Mardi Gras. That's that's what it was. These yeah. days it's, it's being more inclusive, but that's where the way it was. I guess what it says is that the acronym changes over time, um, adds letters, changes letters, and so forth. So we're like a fine wine. We evolve mm -hmm. over time and we change over time. We become more complex. That's, that's certainly right, yes. <laughs> oh, right. Okay. I've heard that before. I just, you know, did that one on the spot. Like I think it's, it represents us accurately, I feel. Oh, um, yeah. Let's start at the top, though, shall we? The very first letter in the acronym. So let's start with L, Chris. What does L stand for and who are the people in that section of our community? So L stands for lesbian. And a lesbian is someone who identifies as a woman and who is sexually or romantically attracted to other women. In a nutshell. What about G, Chris? So that's the next letter. Um, I think I may know this one because I think I may fall into this uh, fabulous uh, community. Um, but what does the G stand for? Well, the G stands for gay. And when we use the term gay, we usually mean a gay man, but it doesn't have to. Uh, it can also stand for a gay woman. Um, what does it mean? Well, someone who identifies as gay is attracted sexually and or romantically to someone of the same gender. Um, so many women I know will call themselves gay women as opposed to lesbians, but largely it means the same thing. We're both attracted to people of the same gender. Yeah, I think that's a good build, Chris. And in my own personal experience, my partner, who is a lesbian, identifies or, you know, personally when she talks about herself, does identify as a gay woman as well. And that's kind of the way that she'll, um, you know, her preference in terms of how she talks about herself and discusses herself. So it's a good call out that it can be used in in various ways. And I think we, we'll see that as a bit of a theme when we get to the rest of the letters as well, that some of this is quite um, personal in terms of how people speak about themselves. Yep. Now, my favourite letter, and obviously I am 
biased here, if you know what I'm saying. Um, but please tell us about the letter B. So B stands for bi or bisexual, which traditionally meant um, that a man or a woman who is it's sexually attracted to both men and women. Um, not all men and women, obviously, but some men and women. Um, they're attracted to people and the fact that their fact of their gender is not important. But these days, bisexual can also mean it's a definition of someone who is attracted to both their own gender and other genders. So it's a little broader than that. Again, it's up to the person on how they describe themselves on what it means for them. Yeah, that's a good one. And well, you know, me, my personal experience and um, my use of the, the term bi for myself personally for me means that I'm attracted to both men and women. And finally, when you mentioned that, Chris, about um, it doesn't mean that you're attracted to all because uh, I have had people say to me before, like, gosh, you must have such a hard time being a bi person and being attracted to everybody all the time, always. And I said, I did have to give them a bit of education because it's not exactly like that. And that's a real issue for many by people because they got to do all the education, but they also get asked all sorts of weirdly inappropriate questions. <laughs> we do. And we do. Why people might go? Yeah, I don't think I need to let anyone know about that one. What was the one you said, Nick? That you always get? You haven't made up your mind yet, or you're greedy, or. You know, all those yeah, I often get, um, when are you going to decide if you're a lesbian or, or if you're straight? Yep. And that often happens in the gay community, gay and lesbian community, because we think you've stopped halfway. You haven't gone the whole hog. So while we can sort of laugh at that, that's actually very, very true. You know? Yeah, and I think sometimes it's also compounded by who you might be romantically involved with at the time. Um, so myself personally romantically involved with and my life partner is a woman. So I think sometimes that can compound the situation or, you know, reinforce some stereotypes or some, um, uh, you know, strict thinking when it comes to some people. But that's what we're here to do in this podcast anyway is to help people understand all these layers of complexity. But the one myth I found about bisexual people is true is they all do um, jokes around bi, so biased and these things. They love puns. And We're very punny people. Haven't you heard, Chris? You are. <laughs> all right. So the next letter, moving on from B, is T. And I think this one for me um, is one that I have a bit of an opportunity to learn more about. Um, so tell us, Chris, what does the letter T mean? Well, before I tell you what T means, let's go back and talk about L's and G's and B's. Those letters were all about sexuality or sexual orientation. T is not. T is around gender. Um, so T stands for transgender or trans or maybe trans and gender diverse. Um, it's, not about, uh, it's not about sexual orientation, it's about gender. Um, so maybe I need to do a quick little recap on the difference between sex and gender. 
Yes, uh, let's please take a little side street here and give our give our listeners a bit of an overview so they can really get behind and understand and, and get some perspective when it comes to the letter T, Chris. That'd be good. Sure. So to make sense of the letter T, we need to explain the difference between sex or what we would more commonly call these days sex characteristics and gender. So sex characteristics refer to physical attributes that we all have, such as our external genitalia, our internal reproductive organs, our sex hormones, our sex chromosomes, and those sorts of things. They're physical. Gender is different. So gender is how we understand ourselves to be. It lives in our brains or our minds or where our feelings live. Most of Mostly, we in common language, we just mean gender is the same thing as sex. And for most of us, that sort of works, but it's not necessarily true. So let me give me an example. When I was born, the doctor said, it's a boy. What he did then, he gave me a gender, because being a boy is a gender. What he looked at were my sex characteristics and inferred, because I had what we'd call male sex characteristics, he inferred immediately that I was a boy. And he was right. That's how I've grown up. Um, so when we say that our sex characteristics and our gender align, like male and man, we're talking about ourselves as cisgendered people. That's what cisgender is, just a fancy term to say it, our sex characteristics and our gender match. So the opposite of cisgender uh, is transgender. And what that means is their, their sex characteristics and their gender don't match up. They're, they're, they're trans. They're on the other side. That's really what that means. And I know you're going to go into a lot more detail about trans and gender diversity in a later podcast. But that's all that means around being transgender. So be careful when you say, if someone says they're transgender, they're not talking about sexuality, they're talking about gender. Yeah, I think that's really important. And, and it's this, um, something we'll dedicate a whole episode to, um, you know, shortly as we as we sort of explore that topic. Um, now, the last letter um, has everyone questioning what it means, and that's the letter Q. So can you just tell us a bit about what the letter Q means? Well, Q stands for queer. Um, and queer is a term that I think has no real fixed meaning. But if you wanted to give it one, it generally refers to a person who does not conform to social norms on gender and or sexuality. It's a term increasingly uh, embraced by the whole community. Mm. Yeah, and I've noticed, Chris, actually, you know, in the social media particularly, I've noticed that it's been more and more embraced um, by larger sections of the community and in particular by um, younger generations of the community as well in terms of people having a preference of talking about themselves as being queer. Um, but I do know that that's not necessarily everyone's experience and that they actually might be parts of or generations uh, within the community that don't really feel comfortable um, with the term queer and in fact some people might remember it uh, once being a bit of a derogatory term. Yes, so historically it did carry some quite negative connotations um, and you know we use queer in other terms you know it's, it's, it's sick, it's bad, 
it's not right, all of those sorts of things. So it has those connotations. Um, and it always used to be used in a derogatory way. Um, and it's usually what someone shouted at you before they would beat you up. You know, it, it comes with an awful lot of baggage for older, mostly gay men, but, but others too. Um, I talked last year to the whole first uh, Mardi Gras marches, the 78ers, and I said, so let's talk about queer. And absolutely, they said, that, not a term we would use. So again, it comes back to um, it's how we understand ourselves to be. So if I said, as a queer person, I think that opens it up for you to say, well, Chris, what does that mean? And I can tell you what it means for me. But if you, Nick, or you, Nick, said, I'm queer too, it could mean something different. Can you tell us about the plus? So um, we use the plus on the end of the Q. Um, so what does that mean, the, the, the symbolism of the plus? Well, I think the plus symbol is there to include all the other letters that are in the cut. <laughs> and you've used LGBTQ+. But you'll see other organisations and so forth using different acronyms. Uh, I know Headspace, for instance, will often use A and P, so A for asexual, P for pansexual, um, all sorts of other sexualities and genders. So, again, non-binary is not part of the acronym, so that's included there. You know, if you added all the letters, it would go for a very long time. Um, so that, that's what the plus is trying to do. It's trying to say no one's excluded. Everyone's included here. And so what I'm hearing, Chris, is that our community just keeps becoming more diverse and, and larger and there's so, so many sections of the community that we've got to kind of learn about and be allies for as well, which is also quite exciting. Yes, yes, it is. Um, and, yes, we are becoming more uh, aware of differences within our own community too. So a few years ago, you'd never, you never heard anything talk, anyone talk about being non-binary or bi-gender or agender. Now you do. And again, it's one of those things that you can ask. If someone tells you their agender, they're telling you something about them, and they're actually saying, you can ask me a question about this and I'll tell you what it means for me. And that's, that's great. I think what it means is we're not... The more of this means we're not pigeonholed quite so much. We have lots of more terms to describe ourselves and our experiences. Yes, and that means there's more for us to learn about and there's more podcast episodes for us to do exploring all those parts of the community. Absolutely. Okay, Chris, so people may have once um, known, and especially for us at Woolworths, we were using the term LGBTIQ+. And as Nick kind of mentioned up front, that now we're sort of sticking to the acronym LGBTQ+. But I still think that um, it, people are quite interested in I and understanding what, what does I mean. So can you tell us a little bit about what the I stands for? Certainly. And I guess the I is part of the plus there as well. Um, so I stands for intersex or intersex people. Uh, intersex people are people that are born with physical variations on their sex characteristics. So it's a physical thing that happens. And those variations don't fit the, the medical and social norms for what we normally say was female or male. Um, the I could still be part of acronyms should it be appropriate for you to have it. Um, 
intersex people make up about 1.7% of our population. So there are lots of intersex people there. Um, uh, but if we talk about the whole acronym, remember that L's and G's and B's are about sexuality and T is about gender, I is about sex characteristics, and Q can be about all of them, if you like. Yeah, correct. that's actually a really good way to kind of break it up and remember it in terms of understanding all of the letters. So thanks for that hot tip. Well, I think um, I feel very comfortable now in the ABCs of LGBTQ+. Um, so thank you so much for sharing your knowledge today, Chris. It's been great having you on. Before we let you go, though, um, we like to ask each of our guests for one piece of advice. My advice for Woolies listeners is you can never have too many hats, gloves and shoes. But on a more serious note, you may not know what these letters mean. So if someone tells you about being queer or trans or whatever, they're inviting you to respectfully ask them something. And that's great because you're acknowledging who they are and you're educating yourself and go, wow, okay, now I know something that I didn't know before. And that's really good because... You can't be a good ally unless you know some stuff and we're continually learning. That's great, Chris. I think it's a really good piece of advice around if someone mentions something to you in the first instance, it's almost like they're giving you permission to have a respectful discussion and conversation with them about that topic. So <laughs> rather lean into that than ignore it um, and do nothing about it because when you lean into it, that's when you can learn about it and when you learn about it, that's when you can be an active ally. So thank you for sharing that piece of advice to us. But I also do kind of have to ask about the hats, gloves and shoes part because are you a bit of a fashionista or where does that one come from? No, but it's just part of the community. You know, you can never have too many hats, gloves and shoes, I think. You know. Especially in Pride Month. Indeed, or Mardi Gras. You know about that. So thank you so much, Chris, for joining us today. We've really loved having you on the podcast to school us on our ABCs of the LGBTQ+. Thank you. Thank you. In the words of Queen, another one bites the dust. Mm -hmm. That's right. We've got four episodes under the belt now and surely the gold microphones are on their way. You did order them, didn't you, Nick? Yeah, but it's, it's gold plastic. Is that all right? Look, uh, it, you know, we can make it work as long as it's environmentally friendly. That's important to us. Well, how do I know if it's environmentally friendly? Didn't you check the description when you bought it online? Like, didn't you read the, the small print? I just bought the cheapest ones. Oh, gosh, it's probably not right. We might have to send them back to our... Okay. All right. Well, anyway, uh, so uh, episode five is next week. Tell me, who are we talking to? What are we talking about? Tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me. I must know, please. Well, let me tell you, we are having on the co-chair and co-founder of the Proud Committee. Our guest next week is Chelsea McPhail Rosenberg. Oh, Chelsea, I can't wait to talk to her. What are we talking to Chelsea about? Well, Chelsea's going to come on and talk to us about the importance of symbols and why symbolism is really important to the LGBTQ plus community. She's also going to share with us a little bit of her, you know, personal story around how, you know, 
symbolism or, or lack of symbolism when she joined Woolworth kind of um, spurred on her um, motivation and drive to actually start the Proud Committee and the Proud Community. And we're, so we're going to learn a little bit about the history of Proud as well. Well, I don't know about you, but it sounds like another fabulous smash hit episode, one that our listeners must tune into because this one's not to be missed. Smash hit indeed. Surely that one will go viral as well. Well, they all um, go viral, don't they? Look at our numbers. God. <laughs> skyrocketing. <laughs> skyrocketing. Um, Oh, well, I disagree, and I'm looking forward to our audience joining us again next week. So uh, please make sure you tune in, everybody, next week. And until then, everybody, stay safe, shine bright, and be proud. Bye, guys. Hooroo!